tight. I'm going to see. I know Rob didn't peek, so let's see, Jeff, if he can do a cold read. <laughs> it's called a cold read, Jeff, <laughs> when uh, you audition for things. Let's see if they just it. give you the, the script and they give you like one minute and then they say, do it. Welcome to level 45 of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast. A podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most Wonder Rob coming at you live. Well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse. The Elon Musk of our podcast, Vactor. Uh, I love the thought of a car drifting apparently endlessly through space, uh, perhaps being discovered by an alien race millions of years in the future. <laughs> what? what you can't, what you can't see, everybody, is that he is smoking weed. <laughs> well, he says that big, big <laughs> puffs of weed <laughs> oh, man. coming out, and our very own, uh oh, CEO entrepreneur, born in nineteen sixty four, Jeffrey Jeffrey W. The second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob got it on the first oh. try. He cheated. He looked at the show I notes didn't before. Look <laughs> That's what you call a cold read, everybody. I, I cold read it. these every I don't week. Buy it. No, 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 no. There's no cheating. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just that good. And I'm Bill Gates, everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't have We're anything billionaires. funny or to add about that. Uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us for another week of the Sandbox Gamers podcast. We appreciate it. If you're not already subscribed, do us all a personal favor. Hit the subscribe button while you're at it. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform that gives you the opportunity, the privilege to leave us a nice review, go ahead and do it. I mean, we won't ever see the review, <laughs> but we'll know that you know you did a nice thing. And isn't that enough? It should be. All right. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the second episode of The Last of Us on HBO Max. Uh, Vactor and I both played some video games. Jeff got some big life updates. Lots of video game news to discuss. But first, before we move on, this is Sandbox Gamers After Dark, after all. So sometimes there's some After Dark content. Right before we started recording, Vactor and I were reminiscing about our Hollywood video days. Oh, yeah. Because I just randomly quoted the the Super Mario Brothers movie. And Vactor pointed out to Jeff that that was a movie I would put on at Hollywood Video all the time. Hollywood Video had rules, you see. for They had a screener that you would have to put on. But, of course, we never did that. We put on movies that we wanted to watch and... There was a rule, I think PG or, or less was the official, okay, you can put this on for a while before they cut that all together. Probably because <laughs> they heard about the Vactor incident uh, with <laughs> Superman. Nah. Oh, there was an incident. There was an incident with Superman hmm. and Vactor. Uh, and I'm not going to tell the story. I want Vactor to tell it. Interesting. Well, Jeff didn't know that in the 1979 Richard Donner film Superman starring Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder, the titular character of Superman, of Kal-El, baby Kal-El, once he arrives on the planet Earth, he's sent 
Jeff, I don't know if you know this, but Superman is an alien. He's from a distant planet. Krypton. Okay, okay. He was sent to Earth as a young baby, as a wee baby. Mm. Now, a toddler even. He's found by a kindly couple in the middle of Kansas, USA. Now, in the movie, they portray young Kal-El as a baby. And you know what you're wearing when you come out as a baby, Jeff? Your birthday suit. So they have mm. young Kal-El in his birthday suit. And what one day Rob was manning the <laughs> registers, you know, minding his own business, probably drinking a monster. Yeah. You know, as he did. And I oh, said monster back even back then, huh? Even back oh, yeah. then, baby. There was mm. a there was a a monster guy that came in and gave Rob his his daily fix. That's true. This isn't part of the story, but there was a guy who worked at Monster who like worked the delivery trucks, and he would give me free monsters if I gave him free video rentals. And I was like, "Deal, <laughs> deal, baby." <laughs> so Rob was having a monster, and I said, "Let me pause it on Baby Kalel. Let, let's just put it on a keyframe, Jeff. Let's put put it on because the human body, Jeff, it's a beautiful thing." See, Sounds like he's getting to a penis a somewhere young here. Yeah. In all his yeah. glory, Jeff. Let's just say uh-huh. he had a third leg out. All right. And I paused right. <laughs> third on leg. the third leg. <laughs> and I think uh. I had a very good I, I enjoyed that moment, Jeff, when I paused it. And I left he it on paused the screen. It and left it, Jeff. For but all the customers. All. <laughs> There's a couple of two details that he's leaving out. Oh, yeah. All. So <laughs> this DVD player in particular, Jeff, Ugh. had a Zoom function, a Zoom feature. <laughs> and so I was able to enhance, 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 and enlarge the particular area of the screen, Jeff, where that Ugh. third leg was hanging out. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. <laughs> it's true. He did do that. And it's not just on else? one TV. There was like 30 televisions <laughs> in the store. All over the place. Every single TV. You couldn't, you couldn't, there was not a direction you could not look and be greeted with a little baby ding ding. <laughs> so was who wrote a, him up the corporate? It was and I ding. was technically in charge. <laughs> so I was like, taking it off. Now, in hindsight, it was very funny. <laughs> it was a ding dang delight, Jeff. You should have been there. <laughs> you should have been there, Jeff. Why weren't you there, man? I think Je- Jeff was about the age of baby Kal-El when this happened. This had might to be, be right. 2004, 2005. Uh, just a young, a young little whippersnacker. Uh, did I just say wi- wickersnacker? That's not even a <laughs> word. Something. You said something. Jeff is a young little whippersnapper. He's wh- he's like the Gen Z, you know. Oh, Je- Jeff doesn't got that riz. Not no Jay Z. No cap. Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh <Anyway>. man, <laughs> we're old. Moving on. <laughs> the only thing that's not old. Is <laughs> Jeff's desire to DTF? Oh yeah, yeah. Down to talk the fun news that is. So uh, we've got we've got some video game news to talk about this week. I'll let I'll let Vactor take it away. Oh yeah. Well, Jeff was begging me before we started. He said, "Please, sir, can I have some more Xbox and Bethesda developer conference?" <laughs> And I said, okay, Jeff, if you want to talk about it, the only thing I'm interested in is Forza, but 
we got to talk about all of the announcements because Jeff is a big fan of Redfall. So Redfall is getting got an extended gameplay showcase coming May 2nd. This was the Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct for January 23rd, where Microsoft and all of its partners shared updates on a bunch of games that Jeff is interested in. Minecraft Legends, which got an April release date. PvP details revealed. Forza Motorsport gameplay and details revealed. Bunch of that stuff. Uh, 4K, 60 frames per second, ray tracing, yada, yada, yada. 500 cars, 100 cars <laughs> new to the game, yada, yada, yada. Same, same old, same old, same old. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Tango cars, game cars, cars. Hi-Fi Rush is a rhythm action game out today, Jeff. Yeah, out tonight. That's Game Pass exclusive. Now, Jeff, yeah. I know. Is a huge fan of Xbox Game Pass, but also I am Hi-Fi Rush. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, I was surprised to see something come out uh, today from this. Uh, but and yes, you can try all the previous Elder Scrolls online chapters for free. Jeff, was mm-hmm. this a success for you? This developer direct? Um, not really. I think uh, this has been this was okay. Uh, I don't, I, I still have not had a chance to watch everything, so I don't know what, was there much Starfall information here? I don't think no. so. I don't see anything. Um, so without that, I'm actually disappointed, but Redfall Whoa. is looking pretty good. Red, Redfall is, uh, I'm a little bit hyped for that one, as as the kids say. Hmm. And they put out some, uh, some Minecraft Legends stuff as well. Now that one, uh, I also I said I was just interested in Forza, but I'm also interested in that Minecraft, Jeff. Yeah, there looks to be some uh, interesting stuff. I I'm willing to try the Minecraft stuff because they're going to be kind of a watered down version of the genre. Meet watered down meaning just kind of simplified. So uh, I'm interested to see what that ends up being. How about Rob? What Red what out Ball, of this? Redfall is Game of the Year 2023. Everybody, after Suicide Squad, Legend of Zelda, um, let's see, and the other games, Star 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 Trek, I mean Star Wars, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and all the other ones. Game of the year, baby. And when you say Redfall, of course you're talking about the co-op vampire shooter from Arkane and Bethesda coming May 2nd. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While you're talking, I'm going to install Hi-Fi Rush, so... Talk amongst yourself, boys. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not interested in Minecraft Legends. Uh, I don't need no Minecraft PvP. That's just me. Unless oh. unless one of my co-hosts graciously gifts it to me. On Steam. It's not going to be on Game Pass? Mm, is it? Is that on, is that a I Game Pass so. one? Oh yeah, it is these, a Game Pass one. I think all these will. I think all of these will. No, I think I'm gonna need you. Right? I'm gonna need you to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's trying Give to get the me. redemption on that game last week. <laughs> <laughs> gonna need oh, that money to be spent, boys. <laughs> Don't be cheap. Oh, yeah. Don't be cheap. Uh, well, speaking of money to be spent, I spent money on Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> Which, had I known it was coming to Game Pass and I was going to be able to play it for free on a bunch of stuff. Well, no, I take that back. You know what? I bought the PlayStation version and this announcement that I'm about to read off is going to tell you why that was actually a good decision. So, Marvel's Avengers is ending development. 
But guess uh, what? They're giving away every single cosmetic that everyone ever had in the history of this game is going to get for free. Now, what do you think about that, boys? Uh, Sounds like I bought this game at the perfect time, which was right when it came out. So I spent the most money, didn't touch it for two Cheers, years. Jeff. Thanks Cheers. to thanks to Trent here, <laughs> and then uh, now I'm going to get everything that he worked for. So I'm going to just swoop no, in. You and ain't going to get, gonna free get shit. everything because the PlayStation version mm -hmm. has the webhead himself, Spider Man. That's the only way you can get it. Is oh yeah, what a terrible game! Version. What a terrible game! You sorry, Jeff. Man, now what a sorry. Game. All right. <laughs> Rob, are you going to be downloading Marvel's Avengers so you can get all of the Captain America costumes? Uh, probably not. I think it's safe to say. <laughs> I will not, <laughs> will not be doing that um, unless unless they add my favorite character, uh, Rack Rap, from the comic that's books. A, that's a deep cut. That's a deep uh, cut, Jeff. You wouldn't know about that. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> well, Jeff, Only you, nerds. No, I got really them. tired of the Avengers, you guys. Uh, back in the day when geek, so to speak, was an actual thing. Before it met its untimely end, we reviewed the Avengers, and I got I got bored of that game pretty pretty fast, mainly for the repetitive uh, nature of the missions. Uh, and Shoff got locked out with a game breaking bug at one point, if I recall oh, wow. correctly. <laughs> uh, so that that one that one was on my top five that year of worst experiences. Uh, mm. That's just me. That's just me, though. Well. It's interesting that they kept Spider-Man a Sony exclusive because they're giving away every character, every uh, outfit, but they're keeping Spider-Man on that PlayStation exclusive. Officially, all support for the game will end September 30th of this year, 2023. Both single and multiplayer gameplay will continue to be available. So, Jeff, you can still play, but they ain't, they ain't updating it no more. Sorry, Ooh. Jeff. How terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of what terrible. What you guys don't know is he was really crying about it before we <laughs> recorded. Something else Jeff was crying about was <laughs> Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland leaving <laughs> the studio. Squanch uh, Games. He I was actually... Not mm -hmm. only was he... Not only did he leave Squanch Games, which he co-founded, but he also left Rick and Morty, which he was a co-founder oh. on. Now, this is after the allegations of domestic violence, domestic abuse charges, which he is currently facing two felonies. Now, this actually happened three years ago in 2020. Not sure why it's just now coming out. But apparently during the pandemic, during the lockdown, Justin Roiland got a little upset. and had He got stir crazy. Those fists were swinging. Some domestic abuse. That's all we know about that. But. Both Squanch Games and Adult Swim announced on Twitter that they had cut ties with the 
Co-create. Why are you reading this like a radio host? Because that's, that's, that's how we do it, Jeff. This is the radio program. <laughs> that's right. He was charged with two felonies yes. of rape and... <laughs> Rick and Morty creator leaves studio behind. 2022's uh, Game sounds Pass too cheery. launch after allegations. <laughs> Killed you gotta, you gotta like a people. news reporter. But the games will move on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy, Jeffy, do you face a moral dilemma playing a game by the Rick and Morty creator? Now that you know... He is a dirty assaulter and and grooms children. You know, uh, I mean, I guess <laughs> it depends on what comes of this thing. You know, you always have to give somebody their fair <clears throat> chance, but it's looking uh, looking pretty rough for him. And I think it actually makes it worse that he's the voice of all of this, right? So, like, if he was like the creator, uh, you know, like let's say and we'll get to this later. Say Elon Musk was up to some stuff, you know. You could kick him out, but I, you know, you still got a Tesla, right? It's not like you're driving around a big, you know, face of Elon car. You know what I mean? Whereas with these, <laughs> not yet. I feel like, yeah, not yeah. yet. Or these, I feel like he is all over the product. His voice is, I mean, how many characters is he playing in High on Life? You know what I mean? Like he's voicing random characters, voicing the main character, Rick and Morty. He's doing the, he's literally doing the namesake of the show. Um, this one. I honestly, I, I just don't know how they continue the show. Uh, I know we were talking about it earlier, but I, I don't know what you do. Like, do you try to replace his voice and just give somebody else that? And, and then are they going to mimic this guy that everybody doesn't like right now? Um, well, Rob I don't sent know me, how you move forward with any of it, to be honest. Well, Rob I mean, sent me a TikTok of yeah. someone doing an impression of Rick and Morty that was very spot on. So... I had actually forwarded that to you, Jeff, but I don't think you do, looked at it yet. Well, do you think, but do you think it mine almost isn't like, I know somebody can do it. Like I know Darth Vader's voice will forever live on because there's somebody out there that can mimic it perfectly. That can mm -hmm. do the James Earl Jones. But, um, I'm just wondering, like, do you keep doing it? Right. Like, <laughs> like, like think about like if another character like that of their, of their level on a TV show had that, like, I don't know if you just keep doing the voice. I, I don't know. I'm interested yeah. to see how, how they handle it. I think it can be done, but I just, I, it just kind of feels weird to me, right? Like, um, to just continue on what he was doing, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that High on Life rose up the charts on Game Pass. It was the most popular game, the, or I should say the biggest Game Pass day one launch of 2022. It rose up past Minecraft and Forza Horizon 5. And now it's gone dark. Everyone is not talking about it. Also, it was funny. <laughs> Justin Rowland was just on this big promotional tour. I, I listened to him on the Major Nelson podcast. Everything was fine. He was great. And then like oh. a week later, all right, he's going away, boys. We don't know where he's <laughs> he going to see him job. again. He quit. It, in fact, quit look up, what's, the, what's this Adult Swim deal? What it, That's like 10 years, right? Yeah. I think it's like they, have, they had that locked in so long. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. They ordered yeah, like 70 Morty. episodes. Yeah, uh -huh. that's right. That's yeah, right. it was a ton of years. I want to say it was almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, uh, well, or something, the but good they thing have about, a lot there. The good thing about that is he's not the only, like, Dan Harmon has a huge role in Rick and Morty. And I right. think because Justin Roiland does the most prominent voice, Dan Harmon, Dan Harmon does voices on the show, but because you're hearing Justin Roiland as Rick and Morty, I think most people only think of him. 
But I bet mm-hmm. you that writing staff and Dan Harmon have a lot more to do with the story than Justin Roiland. So I think they're going to be fine as far as that goes. And they, if they can get that guy off TikTok to do his voice, <laughs> they'll be See, just fine. I, I, I just so saw. it is 70 episodes, but go yeah. ahead, Rob. Oh, no, I was going to say, I saw that guy posted a TikTok. The guy who does the voices posted a TikTok from oh. uh, for, uh, where he he cut and pasted a comment from the showrunner. I don't know if it was Dan Harmon, but it was something else. But somebody asking him to send them a reel, a voice reel. Ooh. Hmm. So it might they be definitely happening. Good for that guy. Into that guy he has so, 2 million followers on TikTok now. Dang. And so or there's 70. Oh. But for the listeners out there, you may or may not know, Shop, up. but you will one day. <laughs> oh, that. Um, so, but yes, yeah, so I put it through 10 seasons uh, with that 70. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, it's going to be tough. Like, it'd be like Laverne and Shirley, but uh, they both murdered somebody in cold blood. And now you have like, do you just replace the characters? Like, oh, I don't wow. like, how do you? How do you do? I don't know. How do you just? No one's I, like. Is anybody interested in like summer and the family without no. those two? Oh, you mean like you the know? Connors? You know, like yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a show about Dan Connor now that Roseanne's yeah. been kicked off. Yeah, like mm. I don't. know. I feel like they're like they're, those are obviously those are supplemental characters that that need the the dynamic, right? Um, but uh, yeah, that give me give me a show about I, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Rick and Morty is in a tough spot. I think not only because of the decreasing quality of the show to me uh, in terms of uh, comedic quality for me. Uh, also, this I just I don't know. I don't know how they continue and I will watch. But, you know, I don't have uh, I don't have high hopes uh, without Royland. And, yeah. you know, if all that's true, fuck him. Late breaking news, <laughs> Hulu also has cut ties with him. He was doing Solar Opposites over on Hulu. So oh. no, well, no more sucks. Justin Roiland. Sorry, but this guy. This guy, he used to go by Morty Says on TikTok. Now he's Sean Kelly Says, and that's Sean S-E-A-N. Actually, oh. I'll leave a link in the show notes because he just posted an hour ago an actual clip of Rick and Morty where he's doing, like his voice is inserted into the characters. So you can check that out. In our show notes, we'll have that on the way for you, Jeff. Now, with the weather, Rob. <laughs> also, Rob and Jeff are hugely looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. This yes. is a new Harry Potter game that's coming out very shortly. But guess what? Hogwarts Legacy doesn't care if you use unforgivable curses. Oh, Snapchat. Mm. You are not forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what's of- an unforgivable curse? Uh, Expelliarmus. No, I mean, what, is it, what does it mean? What does an unforgivable curse people. mean? Like, you're not, you can't be forgiven for doing this? Yeah, you get, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, a uh, you know, you, you pull um, somebody's pants down curse. <laughs> you oh, you guard curse. <laughs> I hope I could pull somebody's pants yeah. down. <laughs> Lead designer Kelly Murphy told Games Radar that this is the ultimate embodiment of role playing, allowing the player to be evil, Jeff. If you want to be evil, be evil. Hmm. Are you going to be an evil wizard, Jeff? Uh, you know, if they put the, um, what's that society, the secret society in there? What's the, what are they called? The oh. Death Eaters? If you could maybe, be a Death Eater, I, you know, I'd run a character like that just to see, just to see what that's like. Maybe so I actually, talk to that little snake-faced little piece of. Shit. 
Wow. Wow. So, Tell me so Jeff, shit. late breaking news. Jeff forgives J.K. Rowling, but he does not forgive <laughs> Justin Roiland. <laughs> Back to you. He's well, a, kind of the question I said earlier. Hey, she's a weirdo, too. She's a bit of a weirdo, too. <laughs> but you Don't still punish support Harry the, Potter, the Jeff. Um, I will play this game. I don't know if I support Harry well, Potter. Jeff, <laughs> I Jeff is anti-trans. I, uh, I will yeah, play yeah. this game <laughs> in <laughs> some <laughs> form <laughs> or fashion. I can't, Jeff. I'm just new boot goofing over here. <laughs> We're learning a whole lot. Jeff, I'm Jeff curious. W. When you are presented a game where you can go one side or the other, like let's say uh, Fable, although I know you didn't play Fable, but Star Wars or Red Dead Redemption, where you have a moral Bioshock, you get a, you get a choice. Bioshock, oh yeah, with the mm. little sisters. Like, Do you tend to lean to the evil or do you tend to lean towards the good? I tend to lean towards the good because I feel the developers are going to reward you for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I usually, I tend to choose the uh, the right choice. Now, that doesn't, you know, excuse me. And actually, Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, you actually could do that too. Uh, you they had like a little horn growing out of your head. The more evil you became, the, the bigger the horn was. And uh, I beat that game. And then I was like, you know what? I want to see what Evil Snake looks like. So then so I went saying, off. And, uh, I set Jeff, off a nuke or two in there, you know, just just to see Evil. In Snake. that game, you were very horny. Is that what you're saying, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my head, I had an Evil Snake. Yeah, I was very horny, and I had an Evil Snake. Yep, the snake solid, it. but it ain't you solid snake. It. All right, <laughs> so that is <laughs> that is. Uh, the Hogwarts news. Now, Jeff is also a huge fan of EA's Skate. And apparently, boxes. That too. Jeff loves loot boxes. Jeff's two loves combined because the oh, Skate man. beta has introduced loot boxes. Jeff, what do you think about that? So, I think my biggest fear about this game is starting, is starting to come true. Uh-oh. Um, like so my yeah. son says, uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> get him on. Hey, you look, you look just you like him. Get you it. did it. You got to record yeah. him so you can get a sound bite. Yeah. Um, so no. So they put in. A, so it's in beta. So only like a certain amount of people can access this. So Do you have no, access, Jeff? No, I don't. Um, I, although I would love to play. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like there's kind of an in in game currency called uh, taps that you exchange for these things called stars that then unlock loot boxes that have like a few items in the game that you can then get a random shot at, which is the worst fucking way to do this. I hope that this coming out will lead to them adjusting this system. I think they're going for games as a service here, uh, obviously, but I don't, I think the loot box system is literally the worst way. And what's really pissing me off about these this type of stuff. So, you know, Overwatch 2 is doing this right now. Uh, Warzone 2 is doing this right now. Um, and I think it's, you know, Factor Mean, you can speak to this the most. And I saw a comment, and this might have been on the Reddit or under the comment of this post. I thought it was perfect. And it, made, it is the, the point that I wanted to make, too, was, you know, a lot of these games, they want to do this. They want to bring in... Uh, a lot of loot boxes, a lot of purchasable items. You know, mm -hmm. they want to get those extra dollars out of you, but they don't give you the level of so they want they want to be Fortnite, but they don't want to give you the level of service that comes with a Fortnite, right? So think about all the money and think about all the stuff that comes with Fortnite. 
you know, this game's not going to do that. They're not going to give you the licensing that you want. They're not going to get any of the uh, of the skaters or whatever whatever they end up adding. They're not going to do what 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 that game is capable of doing. So, like, if you're going to milk me for dollars, like, you need to give me a reason to do so. Um, and in this, uh, I haven't seen the items. Uh, I was trying to see if there was like particular items, but I think like if I had to bet, they're just like cosmetic things like shoes and clothes and skateboards or whatever. And, you know, if you're not going to give me Fortnite level experience, don't Fortnite me, you know, on every game. Don't put in, you know, loot boxes. Don't put in all this purchasable shit that nobody wants like just just let me buy it if it's if you need to make a dollar off me just let me buy the thing like that's at the very minimum you know then we can argue like how much you're charging for whatever but like i mean remember when horse armor was a big controversy at least you knew what it was (laughs) you know what i mean at least you got what you paid for like there was no funny like everybody goes back to that horse (laughs) such a huge it was such a huge deal at the time and it's like now you look at this and now they're like well you know what let's say you get a chance at the horse armor if you pay the uh the ten dollars maybe here. you get you it know, maybe you may you or may not get it yeah and um so this is actually making me pretty uh skeptical in terms of the new skate game i uh i'm kind of down on it right now actually until uh until I see some more and, and see what they're doing, I really hope uh, I hope this triggers some feedback that will be, uh, you know, paid attention to uh, by the developers, hopefully. And maybe we can come with a better system for this uh, terrible shit. All right. You heard it here first. Jeff is triggered. Now, that's <laughs> the rest of the news, everyone. But guess what? We've been playing some games over the course of the last week since the last time you heard from us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> games. And guess what? I have been playing a game that is free on Game Pass, but I bought it on Switch like a dummy. Hmm. <laughs> and did I buy it on Steam? Well, anyways, it's also now free on iOS through Netflix. Remember we talked earlier or last year about games coming to Netflix? Well, you can download... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which was one of my favorite. If you boys listen to our best of the year episode, you'll know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. One of my favorite games of the year. Well, now you can play it on your iPhone. So the perfect way to play it on your iPhone is with a backbone controller. I was gifted over the holidays by Wonder Rob. Oh, who, who, me? So I got to try it out. And let's just say, boys, this is what it was made to do. This is the perfect way to experience this game is with a backbone controller. So what's the Netflix? T- it's not available on Netflix, right? Like You can't play it on your TV, can you? No. So this is the same as all of those other ones. It's Netflix is like the publisher. So you can download it like a regular game but it shows up under netflix on the ios store so let's say when you when you pull up shredder's revenge right underneath it right underneath turtle heroes beat em up 
it says right. Netflix. So you click on that, and it'll show you all the games that are published by Netflix that are on iPad, iOS. I wonder why, like, Microsoft's definitely big enough to publish this, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know so, what the deals are. So I'm wondering. I'm just wondering mobile. what the curious. I'm curious, like, why, why would they hand this over to Netflix uh, or whoever? Yeah. You know, because they probably paid them a, a healthy sum of money. A fat I'm stack. Sure. I just cash. noticed 12 minutes is on here, Rob. Uh, you can ooh. download that and play it on game. your phone. What if, what if Shaw wants to beat it on his phone while he's going to the bathroom? <clears throat> Sean I, beats it on his phone every time he's in the bathroom from what I hear. That is 100% <laughs> true. There's no lies or as Rob in was fact, saying, no cap. I've heard that Shaw goes to the bathroom on his phone and beats a lot. Um, <laughs> I can stuff. tell you yeah. that he's been on the toilet <laughs> as, of, as of this recording at least 75 times. <laughs> We've got so. the stats to back it up. It's <laughs> a real but, thing. <laughs> It runs great on the phone. I have uh, the latest iPhone. I didn't get a chance to play it on my iPad. I did want to try that out. But it's that same great beat-em-up game that we talked about from Game Pass and from our best of the year list. So 100%, I would recommend a Backbone controller. The reason why is because it makes it like uh, like a Steam Deck or like a Switch where it's all one piece. The controller and the game system are all one piece versus right. you could do a Bluetooth controller. You could do like a, like a switch pro controller, but on your phone, but then it's like, all right, I got to hold the phone up over there and then I got to use the controller. The backbone is perfect for that. Uh, I will say if you have a pro phone, if you have one of the bigger pro max phones like me, you do have to buy a little, not dongle, but an extension piece um, through Backbone, and I when I say buy, it's f- the piece is free, but you got to pay five dollars in shipping. So I was Ooh. able to get that, and now my phone fits perfectly. And I had been waiting for like a really good game to play on it, and this is that game. I still haven't gotten Call of Duty to work yet on it, but this Call is of that Duty's game. not working. <laughs> this is that game because I hate the virtual D pad or the you know the analog sticks. Virtually, I hate that. So. I got to have that tactile feel in my hand. Can you still do that? Like the virtual stick on the screen? This one does it. That the Shredder's Revenge does it. If you don't have a controller, you have to, like, there's no No, other way to control it. Um, Trash. On this one, it's a D pad, but I'm just not a fan of those because you don't get any tactile, like, you don't get any feedback of where your your thumb is going. But, right. 100% 100% I recommend Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge now available on mobile. Excellent. Excellent. I've been playing a game too, you guys. Can you believe it? I've been playing a game called Dorf Romantic. Now, how did you hear about this game? I've actually had it in my Steam library for quite a while. Uh, I got it to play on the Steam Deck. I downloaded it when I got my Steam Deck, but it doesn't. it's not good on the Steam Deck. You guys, so I didn't play it. I tried playing it, and it didn't work, so I just put it down. And then this past weekend, I was flipping through my games library saying, I want to play something. I started playing a game called uh, Definitely Not Fried Chicken. But it was a little... uh, Wow. It was a little... (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a little too simmy for me to enjoy. But I do like sim games like Sim City, but it was more I don't know. It was it's tough to explain. I might give it another chance, but I don't maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. So I switched over. I said, Well, that was a bust. What can I play? And I said, Oh, I have Dorf Romantic. Let me play it on the PC. Let me see if I can get into it. Um coincidentally, I heard them talking about it on the DLC podcast this week, too. And I was like, Oh, they stealing my they stealing my Riz, Jeff. <laughs> no cap, oh. Jeff. Dorf Romantic is a peaceful building strategy and puzzle game where you create beautiful and ever-growing village landscapes by placing tiles explore a variety of colorful biomes discover and unlock new tiles and complete quests to fill your world with life so this is uh, you know sort of like a hexagon uh, board game almost The, the idea behind this Jeff is that you get a stack of land pieces, usually like 25 total. And, you know, they'll have trees, grass, rocks, rivers, train tracks, etc. And they're all categorized by what they are. So this is a grass one, tree one, etc. Oh. And you place these down and you start building these little landscapes. And the idea here is that you'll... The more you place these landscapes next to similar landscapes like trees by trees houses by houses etc etc you gain points and complete missions and as you complete these missions then you start unlocking more beautiful things that you can place like um like little tiles with boats or like a water temple or a windmill or just little things like that and you're essentially just making this little landscape as best as you can. There's no official rule that say I can't put the trees by the houses or the rocks by the river or anything like that. Right. You can make it really whatever you want, but the more you put these things together, the more tile pieces you can get and the longer the game can go. Now are you or, doing like man like, you know, is this kind of like a city skyline? Like do you need to produce enough water for these villagers to survive? No, like, is not, it at least like not that, that I've run into yet. I've been playing it casually, uh, uh-huh. but I have not run into that. One thing that I think is interesting, though, is that after if you run out of tiles and you build your thing, but you really like your city, you can hop into creative mode and then you can just start oh, building nice. it. Yeah. But it's not it's not going against you per se, but it's not giving you more points or really right. helping you unlock anything. It's just more mm-hmm. of a like. Just like Minecraft creative mode, I yeah, guess yeah. is the best way to do it. But it's got be, a very uh, to do what you want. like a very soothing soundtrack. The graphics, they're not it's not high intense graphics or anything like that, but it doesn't need to be. Um, mm. it's just a very cute, like cell shaded, almost little world building sim. But it's definitely not as in depth as like SimCity or like Animal Crossing or anything like that. Yeah. Um, well, you do it have seems, objectives. Uh, mobile friendly. You were you, you were playing on Steam Deck. I tried playing it on Steam Deck initially, it's but good. it's not controller supported. Mm. Uh, and so you can play mm. it on the Steam Deck, but I don't like the touchpad Touch. really. The yeah. the track tracking pad. Um, it's just not for me. But when I'm at my computer playing it on the the old WASD and the mouse, like that's fine. Like I I can wrap my head around that. But it just uh, it's not. It just doesn't click with me playing these types of games on the Steam Deck, yeah. uh, but I would recommend it. I mean, it's a it's a real 
cute game. It's only 10 bucks on Steam right now. Uh, oh, it's on sale snap. actually. It looks like 10 bucks. Otherwise it's $14. Looks like Isn't it is it selling for that like on like iOS in the Google Play Store maybe back I don't know if, if this is on iOS. There. Although this one, like, I could um, see this being a touch like a good iPad game. Yeah. Oh, so I wonder if it's more geared maybe towards mouse because like looking at the interface, it looks very, you know, your icons on the right have like very mobile friendly looking uh, uh, icons and stuff there. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so you use the mouse to like, like pinch and zoom on the 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 board, rotate uh-huh. the camera, rotate the the gotcha. game pieces, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I mean, I guess that could translate well to like iOS. Or uh-huh. any touch touch screen device, uh, but I don't know for a fact if it is. But I think it's a it's a it's a real quiet game. Like it's not something that I would see myself like diving into and only wanting to play it. Like like maybe Hogwarts Legacy will be, or previous games, you know, Red Dead Redemption, Elden Ring, etc. But it's a good like okay, I got some time to kill. It's quiet. I don't really want to hop into a real big game. Let me just fuss around right, with this. Right. Uh, and I liked it. It was worth the 10 bucks, if you ask me. Uh, it's a very cute game. It came out last year in April, so it's not even a year old yet. Uh, but it's very good by Tokana Interactive. Ooh. I bought something on Steam that I haven't had a chance to play yet. What is and that? And remember, nobody, we talked about... Nobody saves the world. <laughs> nobody you saves this like a bunch. <laughs> I did. But remember, they took it off Game Pass. So, uh, it was oh, on so sale. your save got taken down. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to restart it, but I was having a ton of fun on that, so I'm gonna play that at some point while my son is fussing. <laughs> Take that, now, little vector. My other yeah. son, Jeff W, was fussing because he got a new car this week. <laughs> Jeff W, tell the listeners, tell oh, them all man. about it, Jeff. Yes, let's hear about it, Jeff. But and then so we'll talk about new, Last of Us. But we got to hear about new, the car uh, first. 2023 Ford Pinto. What Ooh. just came out and I could not turn it down. And uh, you know, it's got all the great features. Um, it's are got... you are you uh, are you blowing smoke <laughs> up our butts? <laughs> no, nope. it's got an automatic this transmission. No, no, no. Does it have a hemi? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a hemi. Don't lie to um, us, Jeff. Yeah, it's got dual overhead cams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh your boy went and bought a little Tesla Ooh, Model 3. Model 3. You know, 2020. You know, uh, and it might be mm-hmm. the best car I've ever owned. How many cars have you owned, Jeff? Four. Ooh, Four cars, Including this maybe. one? Yes. Yes. Okay. No, that's a- no, no, no. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. It's a reasonable. I just wanted to make now. sure the sampling pool was was good to Actually, support that statement. This might be the fifth because I'm trying to because I had a couple. I had a couple burners back in the day, boys. Let's just <laughs> uh, let's just call them what they were. You know, uh, okay. Just a couple things to burn through. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I had a I had a Toyota before, and uh, yeah, I had uh, man. I bought this car. I bought this Toyota when I came out here to Phoenix uh, back in 2020. The uh, it's a Corolla hatchback, and uh, I it's originally because I had like the highest trim level, so I had all the fancy, the fancy rims and the the fancy features and stuff in it. So it was like a a thirty thousand dollar car, but 
when I bought it, it had one owner, it had like 1600 miles and there was like a scratch kind of on the back passenger door. And so I ended up getting that car for like 20,000. Now it was mostly fine except for about every, I don't know, three to four months, uh, it would take a big shit and something would happen to it. And, uh, you know, or I went to the dealership and, uh, I don't know if you guys know what a bubble in your tire is or like when your tire begins to separate from the rim. Uh, you don't want to drive that because your tire will explode. Um, it is, you know, you have to buy new tires essentially at that point. And uh, the, you know, the Toyota dealership was like, oh, no, you, we just rotated them. Keep driving this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll keep driving this. You know, I would love for my car to explode right where the uh, 60 crosses the 101. Just explode right there. That would be fun. There's no traffic right here there. Right good. I will, I will survive it, you know. And so I said, fuck this and uh, got rid of this car. So I went to go trade it in. I got, I got 19,000 for my Toyota, which basically brings my Toyota experience to a wash. I got all my money back to put into my next car uh, on that. And the next car is the Tesla model three. And I've been loving it. It's been, uh, it's been super fun. It's uh speedy, the only thing I'm waiting on right now is it didn't come with the uh, the 240 or two what is it 220 240 volt uh, cable like adapter, so oh, uh, I had to charge with the tiny one, which actually has not been bad. There was only like over the weekend, uh, I went a couple places and I was driving around like all day Friday, uh, all over the, the valley like. From Mesa to Tempe, down to Chandler, back to you know Tempe, all the way up to like Scottsdale, through Scottsdale, back down to Mesa. Showing so, off the car, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, picking up bums and uh, working, but yeah, oh, um, that was nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, and by bums, I mean my roommate, whose uh, car sucks too. But anyway, uh, so he, uh, so that was the closest I got. I got down to about eleven percent on my battery. And I was like, you know what? I'll go. I'll run to the supercharger for about fifteen minutes here, and uh, I'll get her back up to like sixty percent. And uh, other than that, you know, I've had to go charge there just a couple times. Uh, and I, I think once I get my my large uh, adapter here, yeah, uh, I don't think it'll be a problem Jim. anymore. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, man, everything else has been great. It's been, you know, pretty much everything I've hoped for so far, and. Honestly, you know, I don't have full self-driving. I didn't pay, you know, whatever that is now, $12,000. Uh, but everything else on that car is, is just, it, I mean, it helps. I mean, I, I'm able to get rid of my, like, garage door opener. I don't have to carry that in the car. I don't have to carry the little gate fob to get into the condo, you know, mm -hmm. into the front gate. The car does all that for me. I don't, Hell I just yeah. pull up, hit, you know, and it just opens everything for me. It's uh. So it's helping me not only get around, but also minimize the things. I'm trying to cut down on the amount of things I have to carry. In an ideal world, I would just carry around my phone that has like my MagSafe wallet on it, that has one credit card and my my ID. And then I don't have to carry anything else would be the perfect idea. And I'm, I'm getting there. You know, I have to have stuff for work in the gym, so... There are like fobs that I have to end up carrying around, but you know, I'm super close, super close to, to not having to carry any keys, which would be uh, the most ideal situation. And even, you know, 
when I'm not going to work, you know, most of the day I can just, you know, if I need to run to the store, I just grab my phone, go to my car, take off. I don't have to carry anything else with me. I almost feel uh, naked still. I feel weird not having anything else on me right now. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been everything, even without full self-driving, I would say this car has like, has several features that just make it better than your everyday, you know, typical car, you know, or you need to start getting into like your luxury, like Mercedes, you know, Beamers get to start hitting all the features that this car has, like technical wise. And I mean, the phone app is great. I did have a problem. So I bought mine used, obviously. My, I think my car right now only has like 24,000 miles on it. Right. So uh, I bought that it. That don't used. matter on a Tesla, though. <laughs> the only, yeah, yeah. That, number one. And then number two, the only, the only actual issue I had was it takes them like a day or two to send you. So basically, through Tesla, you have to be given ownership of the vehicle. So, like, if you buy it, I think did both of you guys get straight from Tesla? Yeah, I don't yeah. think you guys went through like dealership or anything mm-hmm. weird, right? So my you wife guys walked just... into Tesla and said, "We're just looking." <laughs> yeah, don't worry, we're just looking. And then I walked out with a Tesla. Don't <laughs> ever believe. Don't ever believe anybody. <laughs> and she ordered it like a pizza. And then the next thing you know, you have a, a whole car in your driveway. Well, I know what right? I'm signing papers. And uh. So yeah, so the only thing I so I got it used, so I had to wait for the dealership to communicate to Tesla, and then Tesla to pick up on the fact that I had the car. The nice thing was though is they all had my email, so I was thinking I was going to have to go through this whole process because if you look on their app, it's like take a picture of proof of ownership, take a picture of your ID. But then one morning, like like I think it was like Thursday morning or Friday morning last week after uh, I got the car. I, I got a notification that from Tesla was like, hey, you have the app. You're good. And they just gave me the car, access to the car. So I think for the first night, it actually sucked because I was trying to figure out how to charge it. And then I didn't have like the phone on the key. So I didn't know if I could go to the supercharger, but I ended up going to the supercharger. So somebody paid about 10 bucks worth of charging for me. Ah. You know, thanks. Car- thanks, CarMax. Right. You know, I think that was you. Um, so uh, other than that, though, it's been... Man, it's it's a really good, really really fun car. I I, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could ever buy another car like already. You know, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I could go back because it's. I don't even have to think about the gas station. It's it not only even took like three like years, Rob, of me telling Jeff every day, get a Tesla. He finally mm. did it. Ooh. And, and you, so Vector, you have the Y now, right? Yes, mm-hmm. you're the Y. Rob, what do you have? Do you also have, I have the Y as well? Oh, okay. Must but, must be nice with all that trunk space. That's the only one you've had, Rob, right? Yeah, but we went for that because I've I need a car seat, so I needed yeah. more more space for mm-hmm. the little boy. If I if I was freewheeling bachelor yeah. life in it up, I get that three. Like, <laughs> I don't need no no baby seat. And, Time uh, at the roof of the car. Yeah, so they have the only thing I want them to do is I would love for them to put back to you know where it would be perfect uh, would be the Superstition Springs Mall like down like right down the road from from me uh, would be nice. So I, I wish they had a, a few more superchargers, especially in our part of the valley here in Phoenix. Oh, they're um, coming. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, there's there's one at Stapley right now. Uh, you know, not to be too there didn't uh, used specific to be here, but yeah, or there hardly was any for the longest time. I would mm-mm, never, mm-mm. I wouldn't yeah. really take the Tesla home when I was visiting because the closest charger for a while was at uh, was it East? Just said Superstition Springs Mall. Oh, Scottsdale. Or Scottsdale. Scottsdale. When when I first moved out, and Vector got his first Tesla. Now it's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. 2020 yeah i remember him mean me and him going up to scottsdale to go specifically to the big supercharger that could you know charge in 15 minutes but um yeah it seems like you know like like if you go the one so the one i go to now is on stapley and uh that thing is like pretty jumping you know like there's a lot of activity around that charger like most most of the time i've been there and uh so it's like if you have that many people going there and like it's super convenient. I had to go pick up glasses. I was like, oh, it's right here. So, I, and it was right. I just parked the car, go in there, get my glasses, come back out. I got another, you know, it charged me six bucks, but I get like another 80, 90, 100, 100 miles on my car, you know? And, uh, right. Yeah. It's, uh, I would love it for one day for us to have, you know, a supercharger outside of, uh, most, most large stores, most box stores would be, would be nice. Right. Well, once you get that, once you get that at home charger all set up, yeah. you're not even going to worry about it. I can't remember the last time I charged a supercharger. Yeah. Uh, very rarely do yeah. I And that's ever been the, the thing I've heard from everybody. I think, you know, me and Vactor talked about that. I have a couple of buddies at work that, that, uh, also have some, and, and that's been the kind of the consensus and I can see it already because I'm I'm still okay with this like tiny charger. I get the the big one tomorrow. Uh but the tiny charger adapter is is okay. Like it's good enough for me to plug in tonight and then have enough for tomorrow morning. Like it'll basically make up like the little bit that I use today. But uh yeah once I get the big boy then I'm uh then I'm good to, you know, go home, run back out, plug it back in, you know, that's kind of what I'm uh what I'm waiting for. Hell yeah. Are we going to have to rename this podcast the Tesla Boys After Dark? Yeah. We got the yes. Tesla. It'll help that, that SEO <laughs> get, some, get some clicks. Yeah. And I need to get a controller and play some of those games on there. That is that is like perfect for the, the supercharger. Man, I wish I would have brought my controller those nights. I could have just uh, downloaded some Cuphead or, uh, you know, downloaded. Uh, uh, actually, one of the interesting ones probably would have been Stardew. Stardew looks like to me the maybe the best option in those games. Uh, looks pretty fun. I haven't even to, looked uh, at the game shot. section in my car in so long. I wonder if, mm-hmm. if there's anything new in there. I bet oh, you what sure you have is. looked at is the fart feature, though. <laughs> oh, you? I've done that. Haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. That was one of the first things I did. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Make yeah, make it. I know both of you boys. Prank your boys with the fart in the it, car. The horn still might be the, a fart sound, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, because I don't honk the horn that often, so I don't really know. Yeah, it might yeah. be. It might still be a fart sound. I'll have to go check. <laughs> <laughs> That's rad. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Moving on. We're happy for you, Jeff. Welcome to Thank the you. club, buddy. Thank you. Welcome to the club. Now all you got to do is get a Rivian for your second Ooh. car, like me and Trent, mm. and then you'll be all set. Yeah, we'll see what they. We'll All right. So, uh, The Last of Us, the the second episode aired on HBO this past Sunday, and of course, you know us being the uh, video game connoisseurs, having our fingers on the pulse of everything video games, we watched it. It was uh, episode two called "Infected." Spoilers, of course. After escaping the QZ, Joel and Tess clash over Ellie's fate 
while navigating the ruins of a long abandoned Boston. Uh, we'll just talk about little bits and pieces of this episode. So I was very impressed with the clickers Ooh. in this. They looked like they were just pulled out of the video game. Actually, a lot of just about everything in this was pulled out of the video game. Uh, uh, it was it was very wild, but in particular the clickers, man. Whoo-wee. They yeah, they, they scary boys. They scary. They look they look super super accurate, and then even like some of the. Uh, I was looking at a couple comparisons online after the fact, you know, after the episode aired. Um, like they even had some of like when they're going through the museum exhibit, like some of they pulled some of those exact exhibits from the game. So they were they were going for uh, super accuracy here, and uh, yeah, man, it looks it, it is uh, almost as 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 good of a one to one as I've seen from like video game to like a live action TV show. Uh, for any character, you know, it uh, it looks really good. Um, one thing that I'm really liking about this show is them taking a little bit of extra time to give you a little bit of insight on how the virus sort of starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I forget which country they they were in, but they they showed you know a flashback of a uh, a university professor being apprehended against her will to go look at this dead body who who was infected by the fungus and yeah. having to get out in the hazmat costume and her autopsying this this body and seeing all, all the fungus crawl out of the mouth to try to get her and the government workers desperately asking her you know what so can we have a cure is there a vaccine is there medicine and her saying the paraphrasing of course the only thing you can do is bomb this city and blow up everybody so (laughs) if you can let me go be with my family that would be great um and it was a really strong scene like very well acted um and i'm enjoying these little like tiny bits and pieces of like knowledge about the virus that you don't get or the fungus excuse me you don't get within the games Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah it was indonesia and that was a great cold open i was listening actually you guys if you're interested the official last of us podcast is really good it's with the showrunners um craig mazin i think and neil Druckmann and uh, craig mazin as long as troy baker's not on it (laughs) he's the host (laughs) oh is he hosting i'm gonna ask they have the ben schwartz of video game voice (laughs) (laughs) and he's coming up i know he's in the show at some point so i kept I keep looking for him like, all right, where's Troy Baker? Where's Troy Baker? But he hasn't shown up. He's going to be a dead body on the floor. Uh, (laughs) They they have some really good insights into the show. And they talked about, well, Craig Mason in particular talked about how every episode is a new start. Like you can stop and start versus with the video game. Players are going to be playing throughout up until there's like a boss battle or up until there's like a huge set piece change. So, you have to kind of write it differently and, and just create it differently. But with the show, he was like, you have hard stops and every episode is a new chance to either shock somebody or to make them think something. So they're doing that. We've seen that with these first two episodes, they've done these cold opens that are not really in the games. And I'm really enjoying all of them. I, I was listening to another podcast because this is what I do. After every episode, 
I'll go find like every recap and every podcast and just mm-hmm. the rest of the week. That's all I'm doing is is delving into this. But I, I was listening to another podcast and the and the host was like, Oh, I don't like those cold opens. And I was like, this is one of the best part of the shows that yeah. it's something different. As us, we've all played the game. I want something different. I don't want it to be the exact same thing as the game. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really enjoying, like Rob said, getting to know more about the virus. And this one in particular, we got to find out that or I'm sorry, um, not the virus, the uh, the fungus. The fungi. We got to we found out that it was started in a bread factory. And there's a whole bunch of clues in this episode and even in the first episode. And if you go back yeah. on it about bread in general and flour, um, the Joel's daughter in the beginning when she's when they talk about those cookies, mm-hmm. like there's a whole bunch of stuff. If you go back through it. Yeah. About she doesn't bread. want to remember we talked about the raisins on the last week. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. who wants that? Every, yeah, yeah. Raisins starts deadly pandemics. is what we're <laughs> talking about. In fact, you're like you're about to think you're about to say the Atkins joke. He may he's like, oh, yeah, I'm on Joel, Atkins. Well, meaning I'm and, not eating carbs. Right. Yeah. And that's what kind of saved him almost like the people who are getting infected are the people who are eating bread. And then that also plays into Ellie not being, you know, not being uh, affected by it. And she's eating that sandwich in this, mm-hmm. in this episode. So I didn't even think about that when I was watching it, but as they were pointing it out on that uh, podcast and then on a lot of the recaps that I was watching, I was like, Oh yeah, there's a ton of bread stuff. So I'll probably be looking throughout. And that scientist, she was eating a mm-hmm. salad at the beginning. Mm. She saw other people eating like bread products. So yeah, what the the <laughs> moral mean, of that is we're all dead, guys. We're all <laughs> yeah. It, oh man, I thought I'd be um, so dead. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting too. It seems they seemingly set up in this episode like we are probably going to get a whole episode based on that DLC, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, that's yes, that I seems told- to be what's happening, right? Um, I don't know how late that's going to come, but uh, it, yeah, I am it could be the next to, episode for all we know. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they how they flesh that out because it yeah. you know they were who, who said right it for to that. Ellie? She says you got a boyfriend. Somebody oh, said Tess. that to her. She yes. said no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said, I know what yeah. that means. <laughs> I told my wife as I was watching it, I was like, "Yep, there's they're setting this up. They're setting up the DLC for sure." Yeah. So that's so. Yeah, that's good. I like all of the the changes that they made as far as the fungus, this new thing of they're connected. And so if you Mm. step on a piece over here, then that could, the horde can be miles down the street and, and -hmm. come running after you. That's not in the game. So I like that change. And it's funny, Neil Druckmann on that episode, he was like, man, I wish I had thought of that. I wish we had put that in the game. So that's also something that it's fun. I'm sure that'll be in Part three at, at some point, and uh, credit to Neil Druckmann because, and I think, I mean, I think it's you know looking at it, it's like, oh yeah, this kind of obviously would work, but you know what he did in his his vision oh, for that original game. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I did not know that, but um, the uh, his his breaks in like you know fear, like horror movie suspense to like. The personal moments, you know, it makes me excited for things. I can't wait to see, because I mean, there's things that I would just, I, I need them to recreate, you know, and and that are coming up in the story, uh, you know, like I think we all talk, you know, everybody talks about the draft scene, you know, like the way, like the rhythm is still playing very well in this 
you know, adaptation of the video game. Like that was what the video game was great at was kind of getting you in, drawing, you know, drawing you in with the suspense and then Mm -hmm. the difficult areas of the game, bringing you back out, having that story development um, and just the characters, uh, you know, having, giving great dialogue and whatnot. And uh, it seems to be doing the same thing, like the ducks or whatever, you know, the, the moment where they're swimming or she's like, I can't swim, you know, and he just jumps in the water. Like, uh, I, it just feels so much like the game without, you know, copying it word from word for word that it, uh, I think credit to him that it, you know, this is, seems to have translated extremely well to, uh, to the TV show. Yeah. But there were scenes that copied the game word for word. Yes. Uh, towards the end. Where she was like, you can't be the view. Yeah. Look at it, Joe. Joe, have you seen the view? Because you cannot beat it, Jeff. <laughs> uh, she talked to you, Jeff. She's like, Jeff, Jeff W. <laughs> and we lost Tess this episode uh, pretty early on, just like in the game. Yeah. She was a great um, addition. And it was also interesting having her kind of sacrifice herself but telling joel like save her don't try to save me because i'm already dead save Mm -hmm. her because it's just like the game he's been dealing with the loss of his daughter for 20 years and he's still never forgiven himself for not being able to save her but now he's going to be able to save ellie spoilers Uh, so i think that's all great stuff from the game and they've implemented it in the tv show fantastically i think this is my current favorite show on tv same yeah it's also the only show i'm watching (laughs) but still (laughs) yeah no more game of thrones for for rob no i finished game of thrones so uh we'll all be sitting with bated breath waiting for episode three tune in next week or whenever the next episode is uh, cuz that's up in the air right now. And we'll we'll keep talking about it. We might not be back next week. We we might take a break because Jeff got a new Tesla. We'll drive around. <laughs> drive around with it. Oh man. But maybe we'll see. So um if we don't come back next week, we'll come back the following week and talk episodes 3 and 4. Yeah. But uh you know, just keep your keep your ear to the ground on that. Now, we're at the end of the podcast. Now, just because we're at the end of the podcast me- doesn't mean you should turn it off because I do have a couple of important things to tell you. First and foremost, I want you to spend some time and check out Vactor's other podcast. Vactor isn't just Sandbox Gamers alum. No, 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 no. He does probably 200, maybe 300 podcasts outside of this. But the two in particular that I want you to pay attention to I would say comic book kaiju, but I know that. Actually, you know what? I'm just gonna let you do it, Vector. You tell tell them about the comic book kaiju and the the current situation over there. <laughs> yeah, so the podcast has gone undergone a rebranding, and I don't know if I want to call it season two or comic book kaiju 2.0. But basically, what's going to happen? I don't know if you know this, but. I produce a wrestling podcast called the Kickout Kaiju. And so the comic book Kaiju is now going to go over and form like Voltron with the Kickout Kaiju. And those two are going to be on their own feed called the Kaiju World Order. So that's going to be separate. Now, what I'm going to be doing as my comic book podcast, we're going to be stepping into the Vactorverse 
which lines up with my YouTube channel, Vectorverse. So everything is going to be Vectorverse from now on. So the branding is going to be me. For but if you're book. already subscribed to the comic book Kaiju, you're not going to see a change. Correct. So everything. But if you want to subscribe, you got to look for Vectorverse. Well, yeah. If you're brand right? new, this is a great time to jump in. This is a number one issue, just like they do in comic books. They try to fool you, even though it's been going on for 500 issues. They keep that legacy numbering. But this is a brand new number one issue to be jumping in. And this actually this this week, as we're talking, I had what is now going to be basically the final episode of comic book kaiju in its initial form and i had dan gavazdan on who hosts the amazing spider talk which is the best spider-man podcast if rob i think you as a spider-man fan would love everything they do i actually just listened to their interview with yuri lowenthal the voice of mm-hmm. spider-man Who's in the that? Video game. <laughs> he did a great i kid uh, i kid jeff <laughs> jeff you played the spider-man video game Oh, I played it. He beat it. Yeah. I beat it like Shaw in the bathroom. Dang. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope Shaw listens at the end. Yeah. So I, like I said, um, I'm excited for what's oh, coming up snap. into the Vectorverse. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> A little delayed there, Shaw. Uh. But everybody check that out. Uh, Vac- if you just search Vectorverse, that's where you're going to find... All of the previous stuff that I've been working on, including the YouTube channel, which is where I want to focus most people's attention. Excellent. Thank you for uh, taking that off my plate, Vector. I appreciate it. The last time I talked about another one of your podcasts rebranding, I got in trouble, (laughs) apparently, uh, for spilling secret information. So thank you for, for doing that. Uh, speaking of, check out Technological, which is currently on a hiatus. Uh, I cannot neither confirm nor deny that it is rebranding, having a new name, logo, or anything like that. I don't want to get in trouble with the Shaft Police anymore. Uh, but you still want to check out Technological. Everything and everything you need for we just recorded Star Trek a commentary on Star Trek Four, which is the one. Now I know Jeff is a Star Trek expert, so he knows. Star Trek Four is the one with these the whales, the plot line where they have to go back in time to get some whales and bring them back to the future just to save <laughs> all reality. Is, is Kirk in that one? Yeah, he is. And Spock. <laughs> Boo. Uh, so, some people argue that that is the best Star Trek movie. A lot of people like that one. Ever made. Ever made. You got to check so, that out. Check out uh, check out Technological because anybody who's anybody drinks. <laughs> yeah. So you want to check that out. Um, if you want to find us, the Sandbox Gamers, on social media, well, check out the link tree in the show notes, or you just type it in right now. Pull up your phone, link tree forward slash the Sandbox Gamers, and you'll find everything you need there. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, do all of the things, and tell your friends too while you're at it. Uh, last but certainly not least. GG, everybody. GG. GG? Oh, snap. (laughs) 